0: Episode two, then, of the Happy Card Can It Be podcast. <laughs> Jenny, why did you make the decision to call this Happy Card Can It Be?
1: Well, to be fair, Chris, I did not. I did not make that decision. Uh, but I hope I'm behind it all the way, wholeheartedly behind it. Well,
0: like what? What um, mysterious shadowy cabal of figures made that decision?
1: <laughs> it was you. Yeah, it, was it was completely you. It was
0: me last. Saturday, as what a I glorious day. was uh, with my daughter, with our daughter, I should say, yes, and not just my daughter in my work. I forget why because and I was
1: I, poorly and you had to take her out of the house, that's why so I was so. I could lie down for half an hour, uh,
0: yes, and we were actually out for ages, but um, we, uh, I thought we need to publish this because that's what you do with. 20 minutes of barely edited uh, drivel about uh, the latest Amazon... Amazon Prime, by the way, not Netflix. Yes,
1: we didn't say that last time. And someone asked me, having listened to the podcast, asked me <laughs> where you could listen, where you could watch Picard. Yeah. And I was like, um... A, a listener. Um. So yeah,
0: Amazon Prime is where it's being shown. But it's in the States as well. It's been on of the cable channels. I, I
1: believe it's available on YouTube uh, if you live... The first episode is available on YouTube... For free, I think just for a week. So if you get in there quickly, you might be able to watch it. I think it's CBS YouTube, CBS All Access YouTube something. It doesn't apply to us because we're in the we're, UK and we, we can't but, do it.
0: But also, we, we, we um, hooked this around Picard only because it gave us an excuse to do this. Like, and We're not structuring this, there's no plan. There's I would no...
1: say it's also the only thing we can watch together that is a current television program. That's very true, I We don't watch anything else.
0: I mean, we barely spend time together, yeah. you and I.
1: We barely, barely cross paths. <laughs> like our, it's just crossing the just in the night. I'm going to sleep on the floor tonight because there's quite a high chance that our daughter's going to vomit. <laughs> I
0: mean, there's a good chance... Spoiler one, warning. One of the three of us. Yeah, Actually, on spoiler warnings, it only yes. occurred to me as I published uh, our first foray into podcasting last week that uh, we hadn't actually said... Spoiler warnings.
1: No, spoiler alert, we watched Picard.
0: There will definitely be Picard warnings. However, most of the other media we dis- discuss on this uh, podcast will be many years old because we Least, are very behind the
1: times. Very behind the times. People told me, I said this last time, I think, people told me when I had a baby I'd have so much time to watch telly. Yes. I had no time to watch telly. No. no. That kid did not like telly. Or sleeping. Or sleeping.
0: Or existing.
1: No, she was a very angry baby, so yeah, we're very behind, we're like five years behind on everything.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, spoiler, hashtag spoilers, but also more for you. So, uh, Picard this week, what do you reckon?
1: Uh, yeah, it was fine. I mean, I got a little bit bored. It was a little bit, not even exposition uh, was There was a lot of, I felt like it there was a lot of building up to action. It's a tricky It's
0: sort of a tricky second album, isn't it? Because in the yeah. first episode, you're setting out your table. Jesus,
1: his dog wasn't even in it this week. <laughs> He didn't even see his dog. And
0: in the second episode, you are... You have to... Look, first episode, everyone's going to cut you some slack, right? Yeah, because we're excited. But in the second episode, you've got to do something. Yeah. And they, they didn't almost, do much. they almost got Jean-Luc into space.
1: We, I saw... You saw, you saw John look. We want to get him into space on the trail of this new... This other twin synthetic who's sort of roaming about the place... She doesn't know she's a synthetic, she doesn't, does not Well, we don't know. We she... don't know. We don't know much about her. But he got so close. He went to Starfleet Academy. He asked for a ship. We really thought he might even get his old uniform on. Didn't get to that, but no. There is a... a... He's still on Earth. I've got some theories I, I, about how he's going to get there. I do like seeing like old
0: actors doing their thing. Do you know,
1: I was thinking the same thing. It's so nice not to see these like kids who've just, like, yeah. you know, just... But it's not a Rada thing. It's not, it's a, sort not a Rada you know... thing, no. It's just like... You're so used to, s- I think I'm really tired of seeing people in their early 20s delivering lines that somehow imbue them with the knowledge of exi- all existence. It's yes. like, you're well, 21, how do you know? Like, I wanna- <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's the mechanics of, of um, cinema, isn't it? Because you've got like 40, 50 year old, 60 year old people writing lines for 20 year olds. And yeah. so sort of imbuing that kind of sense of gravitas into these young kids. And um, at an age where alcohol twenty a year old a young kid, but yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't always translate. But if you got Picard or his doctor who, and the actor's name, I they, were great, yeah. they were great. Yeah, like that exchange was was hefty, And right? the, was meaty. Um,
1: the admiral, the admiral who turned him down, who wouldn't let him have the ship. Well, because I, she was great as one,
0: well. One of my pals was tweeting about that and saying they they disliked the swearing, the so sort of oh, graciousness yes, there was some of the, swearing, of, of the swearing, and you could argue, of course, that it. You could, of course, argue that this swearing there, as you could argue with all swearing, feels kind of um, d- uh, performative, right? Mm. But it seemed right there.
1: I liked it, and so there's. there's two and it, it,
0: it was a real sort of split yeah. divide between old Star Trek and new Star Trek.
1: I thought it was it, it was quite believable in a way. The swearing because uh, when you saw them on adventures, may, okay, not on the films, but. In the TV show, Next Generation, they were always on duty and they're not going to be effing and blinding on duty. They were very, like, moral, upholding the sort of Federation's, like, code and everything. They're not going to be dropping F-bombs all over the place. But this is them in their private time, off duty, you know, they are going to swear. So so why don't, like, you might know more
0: than I do, but Star Trek was never a military thing, was it?
1: No, because I think military, well... We shouldn't get too far into this because we're not we're experts. Not, we're not. Star Trek. What's your understanding? My understanding was that there there was no Earth military anymore. There's, there. Imagine there's no money. <laughs> it's, it's old fashioned. We can't clear that. You'll have to edit it out. <laughs> um, yeah, like the Federation was almost a replacement for the military. Yeah, I understood. But please, like, if you're a Star Trek fan, just go on and listen to yeah. something else.
0: Or or t- or, tell, or us. tell
1: us nicely. Yeah, tell us Very nicely. Very tired. <laughs>
0: don't think we can stress enough. But but, I, but I, I, I like Star Trek, ought not to. Star Trek was always like. Gene Roddenberry's thing, as I understand it, not as a massive Star Trek fan, was. Gene Roddenberry's thing was always. Star Trek was a utopian exactly. ideal. And it was post money, post capitalist. In the twenty fourth century, we don't have money kind of thing. Um, and so it wasn't a, a militarised thing, even though it used the ranks of, mil- of, mm. of of the military, kind of hegemony, and it used um, the trappings of hierarchy and structure. Mm. But it wasn't an actually militaristic
1: um uh, Well, what was the mission? I can't even remember that.
0: Well... To go over.
1: <laughs> Actually, you commented as we watched,
0: I think that was the first time we'd heard the Star Trek theme. Star Trek theme.
1: theme, when he went to Star Trek yeah. Academy, was that the first time we'd heard it? And that's when I got really excited, thinking, oh, he's going to get on a ship, but he didn't. Um, but make, do you know what? Maybe they had it last week and I didn't notice. It's
0: funny, thinking about it, like, um, so as you know, and as you've frequently wrote the piss out of me for in the past, my favourite Star Trek series is Voyager. The worst series. And I like Janeway, and I. But like most of the sort of, like um, OG Star Trek fans that I know are. What does uh, OG mean? Deep Space Nine yeah, fans. Yeah. Like Deep Space Nine, I think is the like if you like. It's the Star, Star Trek. That's the Star, a Star Trek. Trek. Star Trek. Star <laughs> Trek. Star Trek. Star um, But I never really watched it. And it's, just, it's just purely coincidental. Like when I was a kid I'd, I never really watched it. But um, Voyager it was always my uh, thing, and I think for. For Voyager, in the opening sequence of it, it was was the first time in a kind of sci-fi series that we'd seen them taking the existing Star Trek theme and also remixing it.
1: Oh yeah, they had a different... Because they didn't have to... They were trying to get home. Yeah. But I feel like we've lost track.
0: Hang on, bear with me, bear with me. It was the first time that we'd seen... The original uh, 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 <laughs> Star Trek theme taken and reimagined for a new series. Yes. And in this one, I got excited thinking. Yeah, I got excited. Are they about to, you know, do that theme again? And what's going to be like? Is it's it a about little tiny
1: little glimpse of the holographic enterprise as well.
0: And when Doctor Who reinvents.
1: Yeah, when he, you're, it's not called reinventing. Re. Shit, what's it called? Can't remember. Regenerates. Thank you. Is that, that what it's re- called?
0: Rebirthing. It's not rebirthing. Christ. Regenerating. But like whenever that happens, um because I'm not like a super, super fan of that either. What usually happens is the doctor re what's the word? regenerates regenerates thank you I think it reincarnates out of my head God. which regenerates and that, then you get like the opposite and then the thing was, I think shit there's going to be a new theme I forgot there's going to be a new yeah. theme and then a new theme happens and you're like yeah. this is great this is great oh.
1: <laughs> please stop doing the song
0: <laughs> but you get like the, yeah, I know, the, the I know. remixes and stuff and I you think know. I'd forgotten that this was a thing I should have been excited for hitherto. I was
1: excited on the first opening credits and then it was just some other song. It was just like whatever.
0: Yeah. We haven't really found an sort ident- of oral identity <laughs> for <laughs> this series.
1: Um so anyway I am slightly meh
0: about episode two.
1: Yeah, it was. It was kind. Of, by the end, I was just IMd being actors. So Alison Pill, who's the scientist, you keep saying she was in the newsroom. That's yes. what we've most recently seen her in. Probably <laughs> You've seen most recently. Well, it wasn't it's not recent. We've most recently seen her. In. I'm sure other people have seen her in other things. And may I say, she has not aged a day. She has not aged a day. She looks exactly the same. You detest Harry's, the newsroom. I hate the newsroom. Uh, Harry Treadaway is the evil guy. Couldn't tell you what he's been in, but he's been in a lot of stuff
0: recently. He's, like, really, he's in The Crown, maybe. He reminds me of not... Obviously, he doesn't look like Ben Whishaw, but he reminds me of him. Paddington. From, <laughs> Paddington or... The sort of. Actually, what's his role in the he's Bond He's Q. He's the new Q. He's, in, he's just new Q. He's not called like R or Well, something. he might... I don't know. I mean, don't I haven't you? seen a Bond film in five
1: years either. The so. new Q. Yeah. you say new.
0: So what else? What else have you been watching, slash listening to, slash reading, slash... Smelling. Is that this? the end of our Picard cinema? I reckon so. Is it, is it, is it anything else you want to like. Uh, pick well,
1: up? yeah, we want to talk about what we want to see next week in Picard.
0: Well, he's going to get into. Mother. If he doesn't, cocking space.
1: If he doesn't get into space next week, I might have to give up. Come on. I'm bored. Or the other thing that could put well, go- I want to see. What, more, let me finish a sentence. I want to see more
0: Star Trek actors.
1: Exactly. That's the only thing that would rescue it. If he does not make it into space, I'd like to see. Riker Beverly because
0: you and I were coming
1: the well, gang I, I know who we might see now because I again I looked on IMDB <laughs> you, you did
0: and I've and, and I told you because I, I hate spoilers I've told you I such a loser I, I love spoilers don't want to know what's coming next but I I want to I want to see how because the point I made to you as we were sort of munching on crisps
1: I wasn't having crisps you were having barley
0: your barley risotto <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's an episode of Friends. This reference is about 20 years old, in which uh, they're in a supermarket and someone's ex girlfriend. There's two of them. Someone's ex girlfriend says, What kind of a
0: party? <laughs> Are you seeing someone's in the sense that you might be spoiling?
1: No, Friends. I'm assuming that, Oh my god, just cut this out, then never mind. Move on. No, go, go, Can't go. Can't be arsed. Wow, she's annoyed. <laughs> Can't all be episode. arsed. So
0: there's the episode of Friends where Chandler and... No,
1: I don't want you to tell I just want to
0: move on. Okay. We're going to assume you know that episode of Friends. Please cut this out. I'm not going to
1: let you publish it. So, well, if like, I'm telling a short anecdote, I want it to last two, three seconds. I don't want you to go into like... Three minutes of friends, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: So we're assuming that as you listen to this podcast, you're at least as <laughs> interested in Jenny and my marriage dynamic <laughs> as you are in. Uh, we, sh-
1: we should just have a little media. bit of music that happens. That's what that has. What that's yeah. what has just happened in the edit. Oh, good, okay. Too. The, okay. During marital arguments, there should be a little bit of music. <laughs> yeah. Domestic.
0: <laughs> yes. So. What else have you been... Stranger uh, on the shore, that's what, what I other, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't get a clearance for Doo-doo. that. But the thing is, but the time people listening to this, they will know the music that I've had managed to find right clearance oh, okay. to. So what, um, in the week since we were listened to this, what other media? Because this is how Picard can it be. And the point oh, of so that I talk title... About, okay, yeah. Point of that title, and the reason I chose it was because um, this is, was predicated on uh, Picard coming out on Amazon Prime, but it is more importantly uh, our general public uh, pop culture podcast, and it may be 0% Picard, but it might be 100% Picard, but... <laughs>
1: Give me you anything can to
0: define the presenter Picard on oh this God. podcast. Wow,
1: okay. Uh, so this week I've listened to, I must actually recommend it, Matt, our friend Matt, editor of T3, uh, maybe he doesn't want to be associated with us, I don't know, too late, um, recommended to me to listen to the Flophouse podcast, which I think is very funny. Uh, oh, so Matt put you onto Matt that? Matt put me onto that, yeah. Yeah. Um, which you
0: define to me as the one
1: podcast you listen to yeah, regularly. I know, which is pretty bad because you do produce a lot of
0: podcasts. We produce my <laughs> the company I work for produces. I think I've actually genuinely lost count. Is it seven or
1: eight podcasts? Well, I know I listen to them as well, but this is the one I always listen to yeah. every single
0: episode. Good save.
1: Um, so the flop house had a, has currently has a, what's the pitch? The flop house is they watch a bad movie and then they talk about it. Anyway. They've got a very good episode up, just Google uh, the Flop House, they've got a great episode up for Cats, um, which I have not yet seen in the cinema. We have an issue with all the terrible reviews of Cats, don't we? Which is, we would like to read more reviews, good or bad, from people who like Cats the musical to yeah. start with, so the, because the, we think, even though, like, I hate Cats, may I just put on record? And I like Cats. And yeah, Chris likes Cats. Record. Um
0: Let's say likes me a bit strong because like, I grew up kind of with Lloyd Webber in my that's family, it, yeah. and it became a sort of normal part of our existence. And the one review that I, st-
1: May I say, you grew up listening to Lloyd Webber musicals. He did not grow up with Andrew Lloyd Webber. No,
0: quite. Thank you for clarifying mm-hmm. that. The um, stand down lawyers. The one review that I have read that was from somebody who liked, or even had even heard of, and 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 seen and experienced cats was on our, our pal Simon Brew's film stories magazine and uh, we're really
1: flashing our, contact,
0: our contacts contacts. <laughs> we are
1: Matt Bolton, Simon Brew, oh my god. We
0: are well connected, in, so the, well connected in the world.
1: In the of media English
0: UK magazine. <laughs> but um but but most of the reviews of cats had come from people who um uh, <laughs> who had the r- response to cats that Frankly, ninety-seven percent of the population would have to catch, which is what the fuck is this?
1: There is no plot. Yeah, there's
0: no plot because it's a series of vignettes. Um, The music's bonkers and all over the place because Lloyd Webber's genius, and I'm gonna say genius, Jenny, comes (laughs) from his, as you've said, his his ability to to mimic genres and styles. So we listen to this like uh, weird um, amalgam of. Different musical styles in cats.
1: Exactly. So it is it's bonkers to come to cold, but if you, but anyway, we're getting off task. Um, yeah, the Flophouse is the flop House cats episode is that because they although they, I don't know if they say it outright, but they obviously have a good working knowledge of cats. <laughs> There's a lot of talking about the the stage show of cats, so that's definitely worth a listen. And I watched Sex Education on Netflix just because everyone's been going on about you? it. Yeah, I watched I two didn't episodes. I watch that. That's all right. I feel a bit old for it. You. Yeah, but maybe I'm just the wrong age, because I know I know lots of people, well, I'm older like, and younger, who enjoy it. Maybe I'm, like, weirdly in the middle.
0: I'm, really, I'm weirdly comforted by that, because I had got the impression from my echo chamber on Twitter that it was great. Yes. So maybe I follow enough young people <laughs> on do. Twitter.
1: Yeah, it feels a bit um, like when we watched Queer as Folk, when the, the UK Queer as Folk came on. It's very, like, obviously really sex-positive and very... um. Not, so, I don't know so, if it's that so, explicit but lots of people think it is explicit And um... So what's changed? So Queer as
0: Folk was the first time we'd seen a sort of sex positive as you say um, uh, depiction of homosexual relationships and lust and mm. love yes. on mainstream TV Yeah. So what's changed? Is it the nature of that sex positivity mm. or is it the nature of mainstream TV that's changed? So you watch it on Netflix Yeah
1: Well, what's interesting? Well, the reason it's not controversial, but the reason it's interesting is because they're teenagers. The characters in it are teenagers. They're at school. So that's kind of... mm, Did we have anything like that when we were teenagers? Was it anything at all? Certainly not like this. What about like... I um, mean, Queer as Folk would have been like the most outrageous thing I saw when I was at school. Which was late 90s, right? Yeah, I mean, I was just leaving school. Yeah, late 90s. And that's on TV. Was there anything even, like...
0: I didn't have a telly, so was there even <laughs> anything like, extenders or anything? No, that was like I mean, Brooks, Brookside,
1: no, none of it was very positive. I think that was yeah. it. There was, like, salacious or sort of scandalous storylines, but the the people always got their comeuppance. Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyway, so sex education, I didn't... It's worth a watch. It was... I felt like... It, in a way, I felt like it was trying too hard to shock me. I was really? just like, oh, whatever. But Gillian Anderson's in it. She's is she is incredible. Yeah, she's I did not know It's that. worth watching just for her. She looks incredible and sounds incredible and is very funny. This Our podcast has got a bit serious for me. Okay, so. What <laughs> I, I just have, wanted to talk about funny things we'd watched. The
0: only medium that I've been engaging with over the last week is a book, an actual book. Is it a paper book? No. Oh, That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's insane. It's a Kindle book. And and I've been, over the last uh, two or three months, been making a concerted effort to get back into reading. And the last um, book I read was The Hydrogen Sonata, which is an Ian M. Banks novel. And then after that, I went back to reading the very first Ian M. Banks novel, *Consider Fleabus. Have you read Ian Banks? I can't remember. No, I have not. I've so read a lot know of Ian, Ian Banks. Banks. Yeah, but I think I... you probably read all the Ian Banks.
1: Yeah, I have read all the Ian Banks.
0: So, for purposes of uh, clarity, those are the same people. Yes, Ian Banks and Ian and Banks, but yes. Ian, Ian Banks is the sci-fi writing persona of yes. the actor Ian Banks, a Scottish author who writes genuinely incredible. I mean, the the crow road. The
1: late Scottish, the late, Scottish author. He's, sadly, no longer. He's with no us. longer
0: with us. Um. But he writes uh, two styles of genre, uh, two styles of books: the uh, fiction, non-sci-fi, and the fiction, sci-fi books. He also technically writes uh, non-fiction, non-sci-fi books as well, but not many of those. And I read the Hydrogen Sonata recently, which reread, which is one of his most recent books, and I went back to reading his very first sci-fi novel, Consider Phlebas. And what's kind of weird is. I'm now approaching 40, and I remember the first time I read Consider Phlebas* and being completely baffled by it. It was very disconcerting and weird. And when I go back and read it now, it's not. It's perfectly... Yeah. It's kind of weird when you go back to read things that you didn't have the kind of mental toolkit to deal with before.
1: Well, it's interesting because I was thinking... I don't know why I was thinking about this because I haven't read it. Oh, maybe I was watching it. But, um... I loved The Crow Road, was my favourite Ian, B- Ian Bax, probably is my favourite Ian back and I read The Crow Road when I was about 17, 18, just starting university. I was about the same age as the sort of protagonist Prentice. Um, but as I've got older, each time I go back to read it, I'm the age of a different character. Yeah. And the character I loved so much, that young man in the beginning, when I read it now, I'm like the age of his father. And I look back and think, God, <laughs> what an um, Yeah, it's interesting.
0: It is. And I think that's one of the, That's kind of one of the markers of a really good creative, is regardless of what age Ian Banks was when he wrote The Crow Road, he can write the older characters well enough that when you become those older characters, you can identify with them. But I guess the point with them, considerably, was I haven't quite got got through the very final um, scenes of it in my rereading, but I've got this kind of impressionistic wash of scenes about how it was done, about how it resolved itself when I, when I read it the first time. And um, it's kind of funny to sort of slip back into them. Like, I, I remember, as I come to the chapters, I remember thinking, why oh, I kind of have a vague impression of what's going to happen next, mm. but I don't really know.
1: Mm.
0: And that's, it's nice, because at one the same time, comforting and exciting.
1: I can't concentrate, because I just remembered the funniest part of card that I forgot to speak about. It's...
0: There's a really funny bit where... There's some really, again, some dodgy I scripting. I know.
1: This isn't such a good podcast because we've forgotten to say all the funny things that happened. For example, there was a bit with a bad guy. Harry Dreadaway, said, don't worry, I'm keeping it undercover. And the camera just pans over <laughs> to the bed. <laughs> He's just seduced another baddie in. Or yes, goody. we
0: don't know. We don't know. It. But yes, you've made it's that like, yeah, point. Yeah, we got man. it. You yeah, don't yeah, need yeah. to
1: show us the unmade bed, Jesus Christ. There is some... And much, by that I mean bed covers. There is some genuinely heavy-handed, ham-fisted... And you were surprised at some of the shoddy, like... Um,
0: there's some slightly around the edges, dodgy CG in this. CG, and yeah. And compositing.
1: Yeah, Picard reflected in a clock. It looked like a computer game.
0: Yeah, I, I guess it's funny because we kind of assume that these days any CG that you're going to do is going to be perfect, right? Mm. Because it's been forty years yeah. since we started doing compositing and green screen and basic CGI, so we sort of assume these days that you can do sort of magic up. But it kind of reminds you that actually, some of the uh, you 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 need the marriage, don't you, of uh, science and art? Because you need the and tech you need to the money. Well. I think you
1: just need the money a yeah. lot of the time. Um, but yeah, there was a little bit of a dodgy. But it means time as well, maybe.
0: But it does remind because, yeah, it's hard because in the if you look at like the context of Amazon making mm. this show, yeah, it's going to be a massive outlay, right? It's going to mm. be an absolutely massive outlay. But at the same time, they're going to keep their eyes on the pounds and pennies.
1: I mean, it is Amazon.
0: It is.
1: It's. it's yeah.
0: But but even for Amazon, you know, we've seen Amazon the, the company. Generating zero profit over the past however many years because they're cleverly reinvest... You know, they're moving money around to reinvest money where they see fit. But you look at something like it, it's kind of the argument for puppet Yoda over CGI Yoda. Yeah. Because you look at, I remember there's a swooping scene early in this episode that we just watched coming into a Mars colony or something, and just like this are sort of like clouds of dust just looked a bit, little bit like when you used to see when we were kids seeing like somebody Mm. having like sprayed dry ice onto something and then tried to like cut out inexpertly and composite it onto the Mm. scene to try and blur the edges between the different bits of the set you were creating it was slightly a little bit janky suspension of disbelief
1: yeah i mean i'm not going to nitpick we I mean, I have. am. I am, absolutely. We have and we will. <laughs>
0: that was episode two. In episode three, you want to see what?
1: want to see, same as last week, Picard in space and some old faces. I was going to have a haiku and I don't, still don't have one. Oh, balls. Disappointing.
0: Yeah, same for me. I mean, it's not been, it's not been the most um, scintillating episode two.
1: No, this is terrible. In fact, I don't, I'm not sure I really want to release it into the wild. But you said that for episode one. See how shit we are. At least in episode one, I remember laughing. Here's just been a like tragic march towards the ground with a little detour into like, I don't know. We record Chris's thoughts on Ian Banks.
0: We record. With whom I've had a pint.
1: Thanks to Jim (gasps) McCauley. That is a really good story. Chris Chris once texted me saying, I'm going to be late home. I'm having a pint with Ian Banks. I was like, okay he was out for hours and hours and hours and hours. And it was probably like six months or something before he died. I mean, it wasn't yeah. that long before. Um, and when he came home, I was in bed, but you came home and I said, what was it like? What did you talk about? And Chris just said, I can't tell you. It was too special.
0: It was. It was honestly. Don't one tell one, me now. Don't ruin it. I'm not going. To. It was years ago. This one was special.
1: Did he tell you any secrets?
0: So context. Ian Banks was in Bath, where we lived at the time, to promote uh, a book and um, because we you and I both worked in magazine publishing at the time, we had some connections to our pal Dave Bradley, who's an editor of SFX, and our pal Jim McCauley, also associated with that kind of milieu. Could you use the word milieu? Can I just put He was on out?
1: Creative Block at the time, Jim. On Creative
0: Block, um, and Jim very kindly texted me to say we're, we're heading out with uh, Ian after the signing, which I'd been to, and the kind of you know talk that we'd been to that I'd been to. To say that Ian was going for a pint in a in a great pub in Bath, and so we went. I went along and insinuated, there's no other word for it, myself, <laughs> alongside uh, Mr B, and it was just a. Do you know what? Do you know what you imagine Ian Banks might be like? He was like that erudite, like, smart, <laughs> That's funny. That's my favourite thing.
1: If you ever meet a celebrity, they're just how you want them to be. It's the whole
0: don't meet your heroes. Oh, actually, no, do meet your heroes. Do you know, the
1: they... best person I ever met. I used Go to work on. in HMV Oxford Circus, and we had a lot of um, people from radio come in. So, like, John Peel came in. We used to have actors who'd been on, like, Desert Island Disc who'd come in. Because
0: you worked in the classical department, in the right? Classical and, department. And, and so, and this was incredibly smart.
1: It was uh, nice. And it was, well, it, w- it was out of the way, see. So, if you were yeah. sort of like a known face, you might come down to our tills down in the basement. Um, but the best person that ever came in was John Suchet because yeah. he was doing like the proms or I don't know what he was doing, but he was so nice. And as one of my colleagues said, he smelled amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's, when you look at him and think, wow, he smells great. That's just how he smelled. Yeah.
0: Good podcast. <laughs> Next episode, we will do more Picard. We will also do more of the other stuff. We we'll I think let's just try and bring more energy. Watching and listen. I'm not going to commit to that. I'm, I'm going to commit to it. Tired. Okay. I'm going to so commit to it. Episode, this was downbeat, man. The podcast is all on Jenny to bring If I was energy. listening to this
1: on my way to work, I'd just be like, what, I didn't want to listen to these tired old hags.
0: <laughs> I think anybody who's listened to this knows us. Yeah. And is, has no expectations about how tired and otherwise our hags are going to be. Oh.